Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. The X-Files Files, this is Kamel Nanjiani. Today, Aisha Tyler is the guest, and we're only watching one episode. We're talking about Wet Wired because Aisha was very busy, and I didn't want to give her multiple episodes to watch. But she did want to do a specific episode. So Wet Wired, we talk about one episode. And then the next episode, I think Devin Farachi is coming back to talk about um, the last episode of Season 3 and the first episode of Season 4. A uh, few things to plug. One, um, if you live in L.A., There is a theater called CineFamily that you should be very aware of. And on March 8th, that's this Sunday night, I'm hosting a movie called The Descent, which is this British horror movie uh, that is one of my favorite horror movies. It's very scary, very smart, super intense. It's just one of my favorite movies. And I'm hosting that 10.30 p.m. Sunday, March 8th. Uh, there's a small chance that the director will be there. He wants to be there. He might not be able to make it. But either way, I will be there. I'll intro the movie, talk about why I love it. Um, and so that's March 8th. Go to cinefamily.org uh, to get tickets. It's basically like if you're a fan of The X-Files, this is the kind of movie that you're really, really, really going to love. You're really going to have a great time. It's just a great movie to watch in the dark with a bunch of people. Just fucking terrifying. Um... So what, another thing that I'm talking about doing is I want to do a flash-forward episode. And I recorded one, Max Landis, who's a screenwriter who wrote Chronicle, a bunch of other stuff coming out that he wrote. Um, he 
wanted to do an episode about his favorite X-Files episode, which is X-Cops, uh, which is a cops parody. I think it happens, yes, it happens season seven. So we recorded an episode of that, and I felt like that would be a good flash forward episode to do because, um, first of all, it'll be interesting contrast with how far the show has come in the four years. Also, there are no real spoilers in it other than that Mulder and Scully are still alive. And it sort of is a standalone, holds on its own. And you see how uh, X-Files is experimenting with form and structure a lot more uh, by the time they get to season seven. And it's just a really, really great episode. So I've recorded that. Um, either that's going to be next week or the Devon episode with the next two mythology episodes, that's going to be next week. Sort of depends on how much time I get to be able to record it. Uh, all right, uh, here's Aisha Tyler. The next two go together, so it worked out perfectly. I was okay. like, this should be its own, and then we'll okay. do it. Originally, we were going to do – originally, we were doing a different one, though, right? Yeah. Okay. No, this was the same one. Oh, it was the same one? Yeah, last week was going to be this one. Oh, okay, because I thought it was going to be the one with the family where they were, like, eating each other, but that's not the one I want. That's – no, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, really I haven't done that one yet, if you want to do it. I'm going to circle back. That one's a fucking crazy one. myself. Okay, let me turn the, let me put this in real quick. Done. It's so weird to be sitting in here and not have cams on. I don't understand who I am without the earphones on. Right? I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, totally. So basically what we do is I'll talk to you for just a quick thing about how, how long you've been a fan of the show and yeah. stuff, and then we'll just talk about this episode. And I have notes and stuff, and we just okay. jump back and forth. Cool, and let's talk. do it. I'm glad you have notes because I don't. I'm, I'm yeah, no, it's on my totally brain, fine. Which is really I have notes. I, you, okay, good. I get fucking called out for <laughs> for getting it wrong. Tiny, I have a podcast about. Are you I recording? I can't remember any of the. Here's the thing. This is the thing that I realized. I don't remember everybody's name. Like I remember Skinner and the Smoking Man slash yes. Cancer Man. But what was the black guy's name? Mr. X. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah the, he okay. went by Mr. X. Yeah. But only. And who was the deep throat guy in this episode? He's Mr. Uh, Mr. X was the black, black guy. Was the deep throat guy? But who was the other guy that came and gave him the evidence in the car? Just I found out dude. that guy was only there because Mr. X, the actor, got a job on a series, and so they had to rewrite it to give this other oh, guy because he couldn't be there. Yeah, and then he just circled him in for that last piece. Yeah. Okay. And so they were like, "All right, well, we'll, we'll yeah. make a thing out of it." Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. You're okay, recording, good. right? I'm good. All right, great. Well, Aisha Tyler is here. Hello. And all that, I hopefully will be in there, right? Great. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. It's my pleasure. We've been talking for a little bit. You ha you do a TV show every day of your life. Every, yeah, it, like, pun it. Look, I love my day job. It's actually super fun. But I feel like we're the only TV show that does, like, essentially every day, all year round. Like, the whole, like through the summer, right? Oprah took, like, five months off every summer. We get just, like, the month of August. Really? Yeah, seriously. So uh, I don't know why I'm crying about having a job, but uh, but yeah. It's, no, it's, it's and lot. you it's, love doing it. I do. I really like yeah. it. It's a nice, nice place um, to go to work. And I was going to say uh, Archer. You're on Archer. You were on Archer. I was on Archer. That was so awesome. It, it, it was, was so exciting. great to hear your voice coming out of my show. And they did a good job. That guy kind of looked like a look more like handsome version <laughs> of me. Yeah, he did. He looked like, yeah. he looked like Kumail Bond. <laughs> yeah. He looked like, I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of see. you were really funny. And the, the way that that episode ended was great. Like, it was just oh, perfect. Yeah. Really those guys are great. great. That's They're a great, great, great show. This season is pretty spectacular. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I don't write it, so it's not like I take credit for it, but it's like, like last week's episode was um, you meet Lana Kane's family, and um, it was uh, David Keith and CCH Pounder played my parents. And CCH was like, Pounder, she's one incredible. of the all-time greatest names In, of, all, of time. all time. And you yeah. know what her nickname is? Cece. Um, and like That's people, not yeah, as bad as it is. No, it's adorable. But what's it, but it's adorable though because like, yeah. CCH Pounder is so imposing. She's... And then if you know her, she's Cece, and it's like sweet, you know. Okay. But um, they used. A photo, a real photo of me, really in the eighth grade, really with a science project to draw the little baby version of Lana Kane. And so much of my actual life was like in the show. Oh, like, that's you know, cool. just, she was in the Bay Area and her parents were kind of hippies. That was really funny. Your parents were hippies? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I was raised like a vegetarian and meditating and all kinds of oh, really wow. psychologically damaging stuff. Was it? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I don't regret it now, but like it's no. not, it's not rad. It made you who you are. It's not, it's not rad to be the only black kid in your school and super tall and a vegetarian and your parents don't believe in television and you come to school with like a date roll and an avocado sandwich 
and you might or might not spend a good portion of your life every year in an ashram. So it was like just if there was one more way that I could have been like ostracizable, oh, wow. I had all of those wow. things going like on. Like any yeah. one of those things Anyone. would have gotten you Kids will ridicule ostracized. you with not, with for no yeah. visible flaws whatsoever. My, my wife, Emily, was just tall. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's, that was you it. had that and a hundred other things. A hundred other things. Um, so X-Files, you've, uh, tell me, have you been a fan like since it was on? What's your history with it? So... Uh, when my husband and I moved to the Bay Area after college, I think that was right when the X-Files came on the air. And uh, now it was a long time ago, by the way, like longer than I could care to admit, actually, that it was on the air. But I have seen every episode of the X-Files oh, wow. and the movie. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've seen everything. But, I mean, it was like an event. I remember we both had like little day jobs and offices. And then we would come home on Friday. It was like a whole like event for us to come home on Friday and watch the X-Files. Uh-huh. And um, we would like get a beer and like install ourselves in the living room and like watch the X-Files. And sometimes we'd make it pizza night. It was like always like very like adventure uh-huh. for us. And at one point, I think like in season three, my husband did a diagram. Like this was very early. This is like pre or like right at the beginning of the internet, by the way. Okay. Because this is like yeah. maybe like 1994. Season three? 1994? Yeah, 94, 95 would yeah. be season three. So yeah. Like internet, you could send email, but like websites were still like pretty not, God, oh. I'm a thousand years old. No, they were terrible. Pretty novel. Like it was a pretty, co- it was like pretty concepty. Yeah, like I wasn't on yeah. yeah, and I was, I worked at a company that we had a tech client. We, we worked for Sprint and Sun Microsystems. So like we were pretty cutting edge and I, I, I did not understand how the internet worked. So, um, it wasn't like now where you could get like, like a really elaborate like lost diagram that was like oh, literally no. like in four dimensions. Yeah. Um, so we had like this big like long chart above the TV that diagrammed all the relationships between all the characters really? and the conspiracy and the smoking man. And Did the, he the put it online ever or anything? No, it was very rudimentary like kind of. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like an eight eight year old did it, but it, it helped us. <laughs> what we can the conclusion we came to when we added all of the elements together, what literally it was like this linear diagram, and at the end there was a big circle, and inside it it said, "There's aliens!" with exclamation there points. There are, and that was what we came up with, yeah. digesting all the information. You from know, the stuff show. you could have learned by watching any one episode of the X Files. You guys made a whole diagram. Oh, yeah, to come just to, to, that com- just to reinforce uh, yeah. like a sneaking suspicion that there yeah. were aliens. Yeah. Well, this episode. But the show. Yeah. Wait, let me just say this before yes. we get into this one. That this show reminded me of just how obfuscatory, which I think was actually the name of one of the episodes, <laughs> how obfuscatory the show could be. It purposefully obscured yes. the truth at all turns. It it left you f- more frustrated at the end than you were at the beginning. And that was why it was so important to us kind of reinforce the concept that there were actually aliens. Right. Because I think every time the show would give you like any kind of confirmation that these like hints might be correct right it would then like wipe all that evidence away right and that's what you know sort the of show is a the same. Tease. exactly let's just say that that's about how the x-files the truth is cock-teasing molder he's got like truth blue balls <laughs> he really does because like every show is like an unresolvable conflict mm-hmm. right yeah. so this show if he finds out the truth there's no show so it's yeah, gotta be it, right? that he he so it. frustrated, like, right. like he just so frustrated with everybody, so enraged. I mean, this was a nice episode because it was also, I mean, Scully was so, so like ridiculously skeptical for so much of the series, yes. even when she was repeatedly again presented with evidence to right. like to like kind of disabuse her of this notion that like this stuff was all like mumbo jumbo. Yeah, she, you know, you, something was in your neck. You were kidnapped by aliens. Yeah, you were kidnapped by aliens, and someone stuck something in your neck two weeks ago. And yeah. like you're still, it's like now, Mulder. Yeah. What's the scientific right. basis for the fact that you think? Well, that this I like thing... that though. You know, she's like a scientist brain, so mm-hmm. she's not like if there's aliens, there's also the Loch Ness monster. She's like, no, prove to me every. Right single thing right right i think she might even be like you've proved that there's this particular alien but yeah. i'm not going to extrapolate that right. there are other aliens Maybe this is a, just a singularity this one right. there's this one, one alien yeah the one alien and you put a thing in my neck reproducing alien. Uh, and this one has like her sort of she does that whole thing about how violence is caused by tv violence right stuff. they right. have that whole debate which it didn't felt, that feel go ahead no, it okay. felt to me like the uh, x-files was sort of answering criticisms of itself because yeah. it's a pretty violent show yeah and i bet there were people like how are kids watching this and then i think Mulder's yeah, like that's hey interesting. i don't know if the, the what was so funny was first of all how not violent the show seems in retrospect like how kind of radical it felt then but how non-radical it feels now when you're watching you know well csi and stuff are crazy now oh Those i mean are i can't watch that show i mean it's on my own 
own network, but uh, uh, Criminal Minds is just like too much for me. Right. And, like I love Walking Dead, but zombies are already dead, so they, they can't feel anything. But like, <laughs> like, like, but like, I'm, I have a show on the CW which I love, whose lines anyway, and I watch all the other CW shows, right? Yeah. Like, so I watch Arrow and I watch Vampire Diaries and Vampire Flash. Diaries, and I watch The Flash, and um, The Flash is a little lighter, but like. You know, Arrow, the first season, every single episode, he was, like, snapping somebody's neck with his bare hands. Yeah, it seems pretty intense. He was pretty hardcore. And on Vampire Diaries, all those teenagers do is drink and fuck and kill people. That's that show. Sounds great. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to be a vampire? Seriously. Yeah. I'd take I'm any one forth. of those and, things. And, right? Just one. One of them. But to do all three. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a gift. Right? There is a so, guy. So, um... So it's interesting because looking back at it, I remember how cutting edge the show seemed. It, it still holds up, I think. Yeah. But um, even the idea of violence and television leading to violence in the real world seemed like an antiquated concept now. Right. And we that just I feel like argue- we know so much more about yeah, it. Yeah, now we've moved on to saying video games cause Video violence, games, which, which they don't. Which they don't. I have murdered yeah. so many people in the video <laughs> game. I have not murdered one person not in the real one, world. Right? I haven't even thought about Well, I've thought about not it. But even I haven't even. Run. No, no yeah. I can't even. I can't kill a mouse. I bet you you've thought about killing less people than someone who didn't have access to video games. You're right, because if I had any of those fantasies, I'm able to live them out yeah. you know, every night in my right. living room in much more elaborate and sophisticated ways than I could ever execute in the real world. I, right. I'm not a sharpshooter, by the way. I'm not a sniper, and I cannot do any distance firing of arrows. But in The Last of Us, I'm a badass. I know Tomb Raider. I'm like, I know, all I need right? is a bow and arrow. I ran up a wall. I'm pretty great. I'm pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Tomb Raider. I sidled along this ledge using only my fingertips. Yeah. I can't walk down the street with yeah. unassisted in the real world. Exactly. So, That's yeah. what Emily always says with those games that's like Uncharted or yeah. any of them or Assassin's Creed, which is like, no one has the upper body strength to lift themselves up by their fingertips. By their fingertips. Yeah, well, like, uh, like the CrossFit right. guys do. Yeah. But uh, well, did you Creed, like Assassin's this? Creed, I, I wish that I was that guy too. I Either a vampire or somebody from Assassin's they're doing, Creed. They're doing a movie, which I'm excited about. Uh, how can it possibly live I up to I don't know how it can it even can't. get to the point where it's, it's gonna not going to get made. Even if it gets, well, you know what happened with Halo. Right. You know, the thing is, I don't see how it can be satisfying to someone who's played the franchise because the gameplay is so immersive. You'll just be like this wasn't enough for me this wasn't like intense enough for me right that's what i think is going to happen because i think halo it seems like the first game feels like a movie that you're Mm -hmm. playing yeah exactly it's set up like a movie it's paced like a movie assassin's creed is not assassin's creed is very much an open world video game it's more task and like mission based right yeah yeah more campaign based okay we should talk about so did you like watching (laughs) we're just turning this into your other (laughs) show we just started doing it into our kids okay sorry so um i did i did like this episode i mean it reminded me of how much i loved the show when yeah. it was on the air, you know, right. and how much I loved the characters. We used to call them Skulder and Mully. Yeah, I don't know what that was Skulder about. Skulder and Mully. Skulder and Mully. Yeah. yeah, this is like pre, this is like pre Benifer. This is like our early version of like oh, the Benifer. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I liked their dynamic. I do remember being very frustrated for very for most of this. I just wanted them to have sex so badly. Oh, I, you I just did. did. I really did. I really needed them to fuck. It was like not okay with it's me. It's possible there's an interpretation where they are fucking when the camera's not on. That's they, a good way. That would be a good could, subtext to watch the show with, like just yeah. decide that they just got done fucking and now they're arguing. Yeah, yeah. And that, now they're being nice to oh, each other because they want to fuck. everything with more tension, doesn't yeah. it? Right. Yeah. I mean, the movie was so great. They found. I remember seeing the movie and they finally kissed, and the whole theater like went apeshit bananas. Yeah. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. Oh like crazy. People went oh, crazy. But um, no, I liked it. I mean, it was just a perfect example. It was very representative of the, of that of you, of the X Files. Really, yeah. really frustrating. You like. You lose as much as you gain. Yeah. I do remember that there was a long period where Mulder was interacting with the Smoking Man, and so when Scully was having that hallucination, I yeah. couldn't figure out. If, I couldn't figure out if it was real or fake, which well, I actually enjoyed. Yeah, it hasn't really like. And they didn't ever clear that up. Yeah, I think we're supposed to think that it's in her mind or whatever. I think it's it's interesting what this episode does is because Scully, because I've been watching them all now. Yeah. So Scully comes on as sort of this innocent and Mulder's this crazy theory person. And she's also there to debunk him, right? Yes. So essentially like debunk his yes. whole thing. And Exactly. Yeah. She's there to be the logical one, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to see how far caught up she's become in Mulder's quest where mm-hmm. now even her like paranoia has to do with X-Files and right, stuff. Like, right, She's like exactly. totally caught up in this world. Yeah. And I think it does a good job of sort of, because what always happens is Mulder is the skeptical one, Scully is sort of the, the, the trusting one. She always trusts Mulder, right? Mm-hmm, That's the mm-hmm. one thing she never loses. Even right. when Mulder is a little weird, Scully right. always trusts him. Right. This episode really reverses that. Yeah. This is the first time you see Scully 
sort of sitting in the dark, overreacting to clicking sounds. Yeah, and like, yeah it's completely pretty cool coming to see. apart. And that, yeah, that whole thing where she goes around searching the room was so interesting uh, because there was a part of me that felt like she's losing it, but then there was a part of me that felt like, no, this is actually pretty reasonable behavior for someone who's seen and gone right. through everything she's seen and gone through. Right. She's First of all, she's she's in the FBI. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't people be listening? And we know people have been listening to them on multiple occasions. Oh, they're listening them. to us, Aisha. Oh, crap. They're, are you serious? Yeah, everyone's listening to everything. Oh, God, they yeah. are. It's yeah, I, that, even like in the real world now, like when people are like, oh, people might hack my stuff. I'm like, just assume that everything you've ever had and ever said and ever done has been recorded somewhere and people are looking at it. Yes. Just assume it. Yes. There's no privacy. Privacy right. is over. And privacy, by the way, was over a long time ago. You just are realizing now that your privacy is over. Yeah, like the Snowden stuff yeah. was going on for years and years, years. and years before years. we found out about it. I thought that there's a lot of like fun stuff in this episode. Like that, that idea of experimenting on people, which mm-hmm. happens in X-Files a lot, governments doing stuff. Right. Even that's not so crazy because MKUltra, do you know about the MKUltra? MKUltra was this, it came out I think in the 70s, but they've been doing it since the late 50s, mm-hmm. early 60s, whenever LSD was invented. Oh, okay, yeah. They started, this is true and it's all declassified now and you can look it up. The government, the CIA, mm-hmm. used LSD. They thought that they could do brain control. They could brain control people to mm-hmm. some sort of Manchurian candidate kind mm-hmm. of thing or uh, uh, when they're uh, interrogating people, mm-hmm. they could use LSD as like right. a truth serum and stuff. So they started by dosing people who didn't know. They mm-hmm. really would do this. Mm-hmm. They would have like, they would pay prostitutes to lure Johns and slip things in their drink. They would also uh, dose prostitutes who came into doctors' offices and stuff, and just sort of monitor what would happen. What their behavior is. There were oh. times where they would like just slip something in someone's drink and then just like sort of monitor them and stuff, Jesus and people killed Christ. themselves. There was a prisoner who got LSD doses every day for like 200 days in a row oh, or something. Crazy. So they, this is real that's stuff. Crazy. It's not I mean, so crazy that they were I'm just... I'm not going to say that I've ever done or not done any hallucinogenic drugs, but what I can say is that inherent in that experience is the belief and understanding that at some point you're going to go, go back to normal. Yeah, yes. which is the same thing if you're, if you're drunk and hungover or whatever. Sure. That you're like, okay, well, I feel like crap, crap now and the world looks crazy, but I'm going to go to sleep or I'm going to sit here for a while and then like eventually everything will settle. Right. Can you imagine every day waking up feeling crazy? Like, this is life out? now. Yeah, this is my life now. My brain is broken and yeah. I'm crazy and I'm seeing and hearing things yeah. and I want to die. Right, that's what Emily always says. She's like, if you're on a bad trip, just be like, hey, I did this to have fun, and mm-hmm. it's going to go away. It's going to be over. Yeah. I mean, whether it takes an hour or six hours, it will eventually end. Yeah. I will wake up, and I will be normal. There was a town in France. Uh, sh- I should have looked up this story. I've talked about it on here before, mm-hmm. where something they people claim that the government was doing experiments and put stuff in bread. Mm. But some people then think that's just something happened with the making of the bread. It fermented something mm-hmm. bad happened. Basically, a whole town got dosed with the hallucinogen, and it was like... For like I a couple, of, like a fungal, some kind of fungal thing. Something okay. happened, uh-huh. but it was like people went insane, killed wow. themselves, killed other people. Uh, if you look up, I, I think it should be easy to find. I've talked about it on the podcast. Before. I will. I have a lot of but this kind of shit to do. has happened. Yeah, and I remember there was a time when we thought like subliminal stuff was really, really powerful, and right. I think it still is because right. they get to it by talking about advertising and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The ice cube with the naked lady mm-hmm. in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember as a kid thinking like, oh, they can control us with TVs and that's what this episode is. Right. I mean, I think that I think it's pretty well established that repetitive messages over time, you know, maybe it's not like as powerful as something like Inception, but that repetitive messages over time can cause people to, if not behave in certain ways, lean towards certain behaviors. That's people listen to self-help tips when they're yeah, sleeping. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you know that after a while, your subconscious will to incorporate these concepts and make it make them your own. Right. I mean, this felt like very linear, like look at this thing one time and then all of a sudden you shoot well, yeah. y- your neighbor in the this chest because you think he's fucking his dog. Well, I think they've been watching it for a while, but still it's like, because it plays on your paranoia, mm-hmm. right? It's like that guy's parents were holocaust survivors or whatever so now he's having this reaction right, whatever to a serbian his, dictator yeah right. exactly that woman is afraid that her husband is it's cheating and so in front, yeah right yeah, yeah. So, so, it's, so it all plays scully's fear is that Mulder maybe isn't you know telling but, her everything. right right the, yeah that Mulder is the, the one person that she trusts in the world is the one the person that could be right. betraying her which by the way we know from the behavior over seasons on the show he was never betraying her but he often interacted with what could 
be called the enemy. You oh, know what sure. I mean? Yeah, in in very kind of. I mean, you know, he wanted so desperately to know the truth that he was kind of open to getting information from like all all corners. Sure, and he also you notice I've noticed this watching it. He bosses her around a lot. He's like, "You go do this. I'm going to do this. Right, you right. Go do and this. then she's like, "Wait a minute, what? Yeah. What? Like so in yeah. this all that stuff sort of bubbles and comes to the surface. Like mm-hmm. he never tells her when he's talking to Mr. X. Never. Or he's never told her about any of those things. Yeah. I don't even think she knows he interacts with Cancer Man until like way late in the in the series. Yeah, he's just kind of doing yeah. stuff on his own and I thought that there was like a lot of cool like when she first sort of loses it and shoots at the guy and then Mm -hmm. runs off Mm -hmm. there's a cool like it feels like it's 10 minutes long where Mm -hmm. she's just not there right so you're in Mulder's shoes like you're like I don't know where the fuck he, she is, right? Scully or what she's up to? What she's yeah. up to? Yeah. You're terrified that she's, and X Files it does that sort of pacing stuff I think really well. Where yeah. something big happens and then mm-hmm. there's a lull, mm-hmm. but there's like a mystery to the lull. Well, right. you don't know where she is or right. what's happening to her. And uh, the other thing I liked was him interacting with the guy who brought him the information that I guess was passed on by Mr. X about like you know following the evidence and following yeah. the guys and everything like that. That like I just remember thinking like, Mulder, just tell these people to go fuck themselves and he kind of did that you know what I mean? he's always like for the first time he's like you're just always giving me this stuff you don't tell yeah. me why i'm sick of it and he yeah. kicks the car and he walks away yeah and i thought that was like a legit response finally yeah. for him to just be like i'm sick of this yeah bullshit you're fucking these riddles exactly. but then at the end when he does it to mr x mr x is so badass where he's oh, like mr x just he's like, he's like you feel you feel better now mr Mulder. Right. Like, what a dick thing to say away. Yeah, he's like, oh. Oh, oh, you you kill me, and that's your victory. Very right. nice. Sure, and then just, and then he doesn't even like. He's just like whatever. Turns his back on him. Doesn't even care. Right. I mean, but yeah. what's cool is Mr. X has this thing where he's sort of scared for his life too. Mm-hmm. And when he's talking to cigarette smoking man at the end, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know how Mulder got the information, and it feels like oh, smoking man knows. He, that he knows. knows. So he totally knows. It feels like the beginning of the end for Mr. X here. I can't remember what came of. Mr. I don't X. remember uh, either. It was a long time ago, but, but I it do, feels like. Yeah, I, you do. You do kind of see uh, Mr. X like playing both sides against the middle. Right. That confidence that he has with you know with Mulder, he definitely doesn't have with Smoking Man. But I remember looking back and thinking like everybody's motivations, except for when you finally kind of find out about the conspiracy. And I can't even remember what the name of that group of people was. But like that, like everybody feels buffeted about by conditions, right? Like nobody really yes. feels like they have total control over what's going on. Right. That's the thing. It's not like one crazy, cons- one conspiracy. There's like a bunch of little conspiracies right. happening right. And, and it's a little haphazard. And when we finally figure out what happens with the show, and by the way, spoiler alert, the show's been off the air for decades. So, you know, there are aliens. Um, the, the people that seemed all along to be pulling the strings are the ones having their strings pulled and they're right. kind of desperately trying to set up a condition where, where they don't get eliminated. Right. Um, which I thought was really interesting and kind of like a complex way of like you yeah. know, resolving that I stuff. I think it does a good job of be- making no bad guys feel like full like evil bad right. guys. Even the right. cigarette smoking man like he you, you could sort of tell that he's kind of trying to do the right thing. There's mm-hmm. episodes where he has like these talks with Mulder and mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. where he's like you think my job is easy? I've seen right. presidents die. He's right, that right, once. right. It's he's, pretty cool. He, it's amazing that he's lived that long considering how much he smoked. That he's Love to see more than one president die is actually a miracle for smoking <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's like, um, uh, he might do the podcast. He lives. He lives in Canada now. But oh I've wow! Been emailing with his publicist, and they reached out to me. Oh, and he cool. really wants to do it. That yeah. would be great. I thought the cold open to this episode was really good, where um, like he kills the guy, and then the guy comes sh- back. Yeah, kills. over and over again. Which well, because was great. What was great about though, though, was it felt like a different X file than it ended up being. Yes. Right. Yes. Because we have seen episodes like that where people die and they don't really die. They come back and they or regenerate. The or the shapeshifters yeah, look exactly. Yeah, the same. Yeah, and it's like, but it, I just felt like it was such a great like metaphor for monotony doesn't it feel like someday it's just like you're just killing the same person every day you <laughs> wake this, up brush your teeth you bury them yeah you wash the blood <laughs> off your hands same fucking and then there he is again murder like, Jesus every Christ. single day i had crossed you off my to-do list ah, this is bullshit now i gotta kill you again yeah and there, what was so interesting was that first opening scene when he says like you know your killing days are over i was like is this guy is this guy his is this his family member? Oh, is, this yeah. a, is this a relative? Was he abused? Like, was yeah. this the neighbor? Like, which is it was interesting because it was very obscure. Like, what was really going on? And it's a bit of a misdirect, yeah. as you said. Yeah. You think it's going to be a certain kind of X Files, a totally different kind of mm-hmm. X Files. I mm-hmm. also like that that X Files does this really well, where like all this evil shit that's happening, mm-hmm. it's sort of spread out. And it's just like dudes in white vans going around yeah. doing stuff. And doing it's like, shit. Yeah. How do you even stop it? Right. It's not like it's not like you know. 
like that's the issue with not to get too dark, but like ISIS, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's not like a government. It's no. just like a bunch of guys doing stuff. Bunch of loosely organized. Yeah. Lo- re- really. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I think that's a really good point. Where like, how do you fight like a disembodied evil, right? right. Where there's no there's no locus, there's no head, right? Right. And and even if you cut off the head, it would be like I'm trying to think of like the right visual metaphor it's like the mummy right where you cut the mummy part and it turns into like a thousand scarabs mun- and they yeah, all yeah, yeah. run all over the place like how yeah, yeah i can't do anything with this right you know? it's like a hydra you yeah head, yeah more exactly yeah. and i think um yeah i mean and even those people don't know who they're reporting to everyone's just kind of right. scurrying around doing it evil. just feels like at some point they just started doing stuff and then they just still are doing it and it doesn't feel like anybody's in control as you were saying it's just kind of like yeah, we don't exactly know why we're putting things in people's TVs to see what it does. We just kind of do it. That was on it. the work order. That it's, was the work order. For I today. just drive around right? and put these things in. I just, I just drive a truck. Look, yeah. I don't know why, but you know that reminds me of like th- there was that kind of same uh, like kind of. Uh, evil on autopilot theme in Lost, right? Where it was like, you know, this the Dharma, the Dharma yeah. group had been set up a long time ago and they were just operating in a vacuum and right. th- there wasn't anybody on the other side getting their emails, no. you know, but they were just still doing it, just still right. experimenting on people. Just and, pressing yeah, the button just every press, Gotta press every, that button. Every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also thought that those, you remember those kids that broke into the house and just eating popcorn, watching TV? Like, those are badass kids. Right, oh, totally. But you know, so when I was a kid, there was a house when I was in eighth grade near my middle school that was like for sale, but it was empty. And we totally used to go into that house and maybe or maybe not smoke pot. I don't advocate drug use, but that might or might not have right. happened. You know, it was like an empty house. We'd sit on the yeah. carpeted floor. We'd yeah. drink soda. Yeah, okay. totally. I mean, nobody act- lived there, though. We didn't bring it like a pot house where there was people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But was yeah. that the deal? Was that house... Because the no, murder I, had happened there, and then the guy was out, out, and they were just in there, like, eating they, coffee. Yeah. Yeah, they, he, the guy was just out. Right, They didn't yeah. know what happened, and so they were just hanging out watching just TV. Just kicking it, watching TV. Just, like, shitty kids. Right? Just shitty little asshole neighborhood kids. Yeah. I was a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't advocate drug use, no, but you turned out great. I turned out all right. <laughs> they were resourceful at the same at the same time, those kids. It wasn't like they'd broken a bunch of windows, right? No, no, yeah, no. They just, they just got politely in got inside, sat down, made themselves some microwave popcorn. Yeah. Watching, watching movies. Yeah. Yeah. I thought... Speaking of the TV stuff, there's a part where uh, 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 the lone gunmen are talking to Mulder and they're mm-hmm. like, do you know how TVs work? And he's like, yeah. You turn on the TV, the picture comes on. Right, like, Don't right. be a fucking dick. These right, guys exactly. are trying to help you. They were, but the, the thing about the lone gunman always, there was always this like, this... Uh, the, like this, like undercurrent of contempt, like that Mulder had for them and that they had for Mulder. Yes. Like everybody, like he just thought they were just like these kind of like navel gazing nerds, and they thought that he was just like a big blockheaded idiot. You I know? think this yeah. sort of because to Mulder, I bet they remind him of like, well, if he fully committed to his crazy beliefs, he'd be like these guys. Right. Right. They exactly. don't like him because, like you know, like uh, when you see like a pretty nerd like you Aisha (laughs) I bet people are like oh what the fuck I could look like that and be a nerd that sucks I think that's what it is with them I don't I can't co-sign any of this theory but but I but I yeah I mean I do think that like he was he's like if I go all the way down the rabbit hole like this is where I'll be living in a trailer like you know eating Cheetos out of the you know the the, exactly the, the hollow of my belly right but um but it was so funny look whenever I look at the lone gunman the one guy looks just like Neil Pert, so I just think of them. He looked the he looks looks look like a blonde Neil Pert from Rush. So I just think of um or maybe the lead singer. Anyway, he looks like somebody from Rush. I just think that they look like Rush. That's all I ever okay. think. Okay. Like oh that that's yeah. that those are the guys that look like Rush. Yeah. And then I want to go listen to Rush songs. Uh huh. So that's I don't know what that's neither yeah. here nor there. But but uh, Rush is a very nerdy band y- for nerds. Are they really? Yes. I don't know Rush so well. It's it, it's an old band. It's older than you. But I know um, it's like but, a rock rock yeah, band. Yeah, but right? they're like an intellectual rock band. They're like yes, you know what I mean. They're like this kind of like all their music and chords are like kind of very mathematically complex. Okay. And um and they're just whatever kind of like sallow kind of like like hollowed out curved is over that guy Getty like, Lee? yeah that yeah getty okay. lee maybe it's getty maybe it looks like getty lee and not neil pert he looks like getty lee that's what he looks like okay. in his face yeah he had like a little shrunken getty lee face so, yeah, yeah 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 anyway everybody out yeah. there go listen to subdivisions yeah <laughs> but you do get the sense of whenever Mulder has to go talk to lone gunman he's like oh, oh fuck i gotta go i'm in do for this. a lecture the thing is they always figure it out for him i mean they're just like a, a bottomless font of information oh they so, know everything yeah why resent the lone gunman yeah they don't waste time on bathing or dating they've got no. plenty of time to research they don't wear stuff. suits and get haircuts like you no. oh the one guy does the one guy yeah. does there's the one there's the one dapper nerd yeah like, there's a dapper nerd there's a rock and, and roll nerd right. and then the and older nerd legitimate old n- yeah. nerd what you're what 
what we're all going to look like in another 15 years. <laughs> well, some <laughs> of us eating are. Eating ramen noodles. Some of us are. I bet you look the same in 30 years. No, that's because black people. We, you know, we, Don't we, crack? We, we got, we, well, we got a lot of, we got a, s- several short ends of the stick, but this was the compensation. This one, yeah. We just looked the same for our entire adult <laughs> lives. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not, it's not I'm a not bad trade-off. I'm not it's a fair trade because I, I don't know your life, it's but. It's something. It's, it's something. something. It's something. It's something. The whole black don't crack um, thing. Absolutely. I, I, uh, there's like a, Mulder has a good like must-see TV dig on NBC mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. pretty funny. I also like that thing like. So they like have all these tapes and they have to go through all these tapes, which is like way more cinematic than today. They'd just be scrolling through somebody's DVR. Way right? more cinematic. Yeah. And so again, like such an exempl- exemplar of the era that it feels so dated, but that it did right. feel very much more tactile. Like they had to take these tapes yeah. and put them in and fast forward through yeah. them. And I will liken it to a moment. Uh, going digging way deep into my nerdery, which is I saw the movie War Games probably like twenty times as yeah, a kid. Like, I remember, one, oh my god, I I think in a weekend I saw it like six times. I just went and watched it like all yeah. day, and now and I loved that movie, and it was like so representative of like my young nerdery, like everything. You know, like I was so into video games, and like yeah. he was so into video games, and then they went on an adventure, and it was so cool. Yeah. But um, I just remember like when I watch it now, and he pulls out that five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, jeez. What? Like, yeah. what? How did that even work? Right. Um, and it was the same with this, where it, it feels so remote. I mean, we, I lived through that time, yeah. but it feels so remote to me now. Right. Um, I remember. Well, it's also weird because you see these people and you see all these videotapes and they're like, they're fucking crazy. Crazy. Like, they're but hoarders. Now, yeah, but now everyone has that much stuff on their DVR. More. No. I have hundred, so much. I have 9,000 photos on my phone. Yeah. On my phone. Exactly. If you were, like, carrying around 9,000 photos at any other time in history, yeah. you'd be a crazy person. You'd be person. a nut. You'd be yeah. a nut. Right. I mean, like, and you're right. Like, ev- like every episode, I have every episode of Arrow on, uh, you know, in addition to a lot of other television shows yeah. on my computer. Do you recommend Arrow and the I Flash? do recommend Arrow. Which one of those would you recommend more? Well, I loved Arrow when it came out. It's super dark, <laughs> but it's fun. Like, it's really fun. I do think the Flash is like more bouncy and lighter. Yeah, they're kind of r- nicely complementary. And they're in the same world, right? Yeah, they're in the same world. It's all yeah. DC universe, and like, they, there's a couple of crossover episodes. The yeah. Flash was kind of launched on Arrow, yeah. and that's really it's actually really fun to see the shows cross because the tone of the Flash gets a little darker when Arrow's there, okay. and the tone of Arrow gets a little lighter when the Flash shows up, yeah. and that's been really fun as well. That's co- I watched the first episode, and for me, because it's like, uh, and I've heard the show's great, and mm-hmm. I liked the first mm-hmm. episode, but the one thing I bumped on was, because he's like stuck on this island, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, and I also like, all his scars are like sort of hot scars. Like yeah. they're not like something across his face. It's oh, no, like they're hot. hot scars, yeah. It's also he shows up after being on this island, and he looks like a fucking like a underwear model. model. Like, did yeah. you have creatine on that island? <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Just doing pull-ups all Just the time? Just like some branchine amino acids. Like, <laughs> but like, what's fo- so funny is, I mean, it is, it's like all of what, all the DC Universe stuff is like this. I mean, even like Gotham is like this. But also, um, like yeah, all, everything on CW, everybody's hot on CW. Sure, like, every, I get it. He's his like his IT girl that ends up being like his love interest, and she's actually the actress that plays right. I don't know her name because I can't remember anything. I think it's like something Rickards, but I'm the worst person in the world to memorize things like this. She, uh, Felicity Smoke, she's like super funny and like she's super great. She's probably yeah. like one of the best things about the show. But you know, she's a super hot nerd who can yeah. hack into the CIA, yeah. like, yeah. you know, with, like, her her yeah. four-year-old Blackberry. Yeah. Yeah, and right. a paperclip. Well, that's the thing. She's is the like, new Chloe. I just was thinking about this two days ago, where, like, you know, we both love comic books and mm-hmm. superheroes and stuff, mm-hmm. and, but I always think of, like, some people get too, like, tied to the mythology of it, or, like, right. this isn't canon and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just remember There is no comic book canon anymore, anyway, no, but go ahead. Just, yeah. Like, there's a superhero named Black Bolt, <laughs> and his real name, uh-huh. his real name is Blackagar Boltagon. Oh my god. And that's how he came up with Black Bolt. So to me, that's like, don't take this shit too seriously. Oh, right. Come on. Yeah. Because yeah. those guys were just his like, name we gotta come Black-a-gar. up with a new guy, Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was smoking some dope. Yeah. Back in the day. They were like, oh. but there's no canon anyway. I mean, if you look at stuff like the right. new 52, and the number yeah. of times that every superhero you love has died, oh, sure. and then not even, and then again, yeah. and then they're back to life in a different issue. With no explanation, it's not even parallel universe shit. They're just back, right? You know what I mean? It's it's not. Yeah, it's not like. To the, me, it's like it's fine. Yeah. As long as the stories are good. Yeah, it's not like Jean Grey and like you yeah. know Phoenix or something like that. Right. Where like, right. You know, right. Right. Yeah. That's a whole like yeah. specific storyline. Yeah. Line, yeah. But no. Like just so like, that guy. Were you dead? 
Right. Yeah. yeah didn't you die? Yeah. yeah so yeah. whatever. Phoenix, it, right? When she came back, wasn't she? Yes. Phoenix? Yes. Oh, she did. For a minute, I was like, Jean Grey came back as, as Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. I know it from the cartoon, which was a fucking great, the Phoenix Saga. Oh uh, the no. Cartoon was, oh, I only remember from the original comic books. The comic books. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't read those, but I will say people who haven't seen the cartoon is really good. And the Phoenix Saga, I believe it's called Phoenix Saga, Saga of the Phoenix or something like that. It's like a few parts. W- w- uh, um, uh, w- where? This was like in the 90s, the X-Men cartoon, X-Men the animated series. Oh, I think I must have watched it. It was really now good. Now they have these little X-Men that look like Tiny Toons, and I want to punch them on the yeah, face. That's like, not okay. They're all, all like cute now. The Teen Titans, they all look like fucking yeah. like Rugrats. Come they, on. They're all cute. No. The other thing that this episode does, I've noticed a lot. You're that, trying so hard to keep us on track. No, no, no. Good. It's totally good. <laughs> X-Files. Uh, does this a lot where they'll put Scully in peril. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, it's a little twist on that where it's she's sort of in peril, but she's also the aggressor. So right. it's not that she's a danger to herself, just to herself. Right, no, she's definitely a danger to others. She's More a of danger a danger to others than to herself unless, yeah. you know, she fired at a police officer. And you kind of like to see, I kind of like to see Scully being a kind of a little bit of a dick to Mulder. Right, like, right, right. He deserves it. Yeah, you're he a, absolutely deserves Mulder's it. Mulder's a fucking dick. He is a dick. He's a prick and he's a user. Yes, he's, he's emo- very manipulative. Yeah, yeah, manipulative. He's emotionally remote. Yeah, you she, think he's inviting Lone Gunman to his birthday party? No. No, 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 no. He doesn't no, want no. to have seen with them outside. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. He just goes into that little, like, Yeah, it's like a little booty call that you're... <laughs> You don't want your friends to find out about it. Nobody can refuse it, right? Because everybody needs something from everybody else, but they both are a little distasteful, no eye contact as they're like exchanging information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody. It's like, all right, let's go. You know what? Just get it over with. I have to get up for a cab home. Yeah, really. And I can't sleep with someone in the bed. Yeah, you know this. We talked about this. Good night's sleep. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I thought that uh, the 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 thing that we've seen before that the idea of like the little tube that goes in and like is it's sending things to the TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, there was an X Files uh, earlier episode where they're doing that with the water supply mm-hmm. and they're dosing Mulder. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty similar. Mulder is the one who sort of has that reaction that when right. he gets all paranoid and crazy here. It happens to Scully. I think it's more interesting when it happens to Scully here. Yeah, well, especially because Scully is always. The thoughtful, level-headed, practical. Let's yeah. gather data. Let's evaluate yeah. the data. Like so, the fact that yeah. she kind of lost it again. The fact that she lost it to me because she's always the practical mind on the show. Yeah, I lost it too. I was like, maybe she is being bugged. You know, yeah. and I actually, honestly, to me, that moment when. Mulder was in the car with Smoking Man. I was the, like, he probably was. He probably yeah. was in the car with Smoking Man. He could have been. Yeah, he yeah. could have been. You know what I mean? And and because in the morning when he says he, you know, when he when she asked him, did you move the car last night? He says no. I was like, he's lying. Yeah, he's totally lying. He's like, oh, he I went car. to get a paper this morning. Who drives to go get a newspaper? Nobody drives to get a newspaper. Come, Come on. on. And plus, it's the '90s. There's a newspaper thing on the corner. That's yes. still the '90s. Yes. I also thought they could every episode they're in some other town in some small motel. Mm-hmm. They should have had like they could have done like a. Reviews of motels on the side. They, they, if they had like the internet, there was no TripAdvisor back then. Yeah, but they no. would have been great. They would have been really. They're good. like, listen, this town overrun with werewolves, but <laughs> the days in is a pretty right. good days in. Very clean, yeah. uh, well kept, good food in the. Go for the yeah. continental breakfast. It felt it did Waffle feel bar. so vintage, right? Like they actually yeah. had to get her little soda out of the machine. Yeah. And, in that, oh, and I just remember also this thing I remember very vividly about the show. I'm not a big fashion person. I'm not one of these people, but I just oh, remember geez. all of her suits and those lapels. She was like this, like her whole life was about like these crazy suit lapels that yeah. she was always wearing. Well, and these are way better than they were. Season one oh. was just like mm-hmm. really. She looked like, like a like a nice white lady pimp. Yeah, just huge billowing mm-hmm. shit, like <laughs> formless. <laughs> like she could have been 300 pounds under there. No you one have no have idea. No yeah, one no one would have known. known. She uh, was this, like the Magic Bishop Don Juan. This is also the one you find out that Mulder is uh, colorblind, which I guess that's canon. I don't know. I think that is canon. When I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, because I think it does play later in the series. And it might have even played in the movie. But uh, I, I like how casual it was. Yeah, it's like, it oh, just, I'm colorblind. Whatever. Yeah, he was like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, colorblind. Don't worry about it. Yeah. There was I one also urinate from earlier. a hole in the side of my penis, not yeah. out of the end like most people. <laughs> so, you know. That's why I, no one can hypnotize me because of my crazy dick. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. Mm-hmm. There's an earlier episode where they do that with his fear of fire, where it turns out like Mulder has like a fear of fire, and that never comes never back. Never plays again. Because everyone kind of scared of fire. Well, because you know why? Fire burns you. It's not good. It's not It's not really But it's a weird one where there's a guy who can start fires with his mind, this British guy. Right. And uh, and then it's like Mulder's like, oh, man, I've been terrified of fire my whole life. Right. Yeah, everybody is. We're human animals with bodies. <laughs> I mean, all of their latent fears right like all of their childhood latent fears 
are and then even like Scully's more recent kind of fears in her abduction and everything like that that stuff is all really interesting to me because so much in these shows are just procedural kind of unraveling of storylines yes. so the fact that they've got these like real sure. psychological connections to the material they're investigating right. always made the show more interesting right. and it pushed them closer together I right. think over time yeah like Law and Order does that whenever there's like a young girl victim Stabler yes. has a daughter so he always connects to that right right and Olivia you know was a sexually assaulted so yes. she's a, she stays on high alert right, right. she's like I'm gonna fuck everybody up but right, right, right. yeah I mean it's nice it's nice to make those things feel more personal personal because so much of the show even when they're invested especially Mulder who's kind of the more emotional of the two it's still pretty clinical it's still a pretty clinical show you yes. know they're investigating and they're gathering right. information yeah. at the end they never find anything out But I, exactly they and never I think, find anything out I think that's the difference between Law and Order and X-Files is that Law and Order is ultimately about the cases the characters mm -hmm. are a big part of it mm -hmm. but it's about the cases mm -hmm. and the X-Files because they truly don't really solve anything they ever, never solve anything it's gonna be more about the characters and the relationships they should have been their department should have been defunded years ago they right. never solve anything and then every episode ends with Skinner going there's nothing I don't yeah. is this your report this is the report there's nothing in there here there are demons and fairies in this report right I can't I can't turn this in either he says I can't turn this in this makes no sense <laughs> or he goes there's nothing in here yeah uh, there's nothing yeah here. they're like yeah, yeah I don't know way, and like that's what I yeah I just cl I just tapped X on the box where it said to tap X yeah exactly Skinner, poor Skinner Skinner poor is just like looks like he has to take a dump tough. every day he's like <laughs> these people like right he's like yeah. I can't do anything with yeah. you I don't know why I'm still here yeah I got nine months till my pension yeah he's yeah. gotta show up yeah Mulder gives him constipation constant like constipation like, like, oh, oh you guys yeah. yeah he has to run so much interference for them because right. they it's either like you said nothing in the report or like just or insanity madness just, Mad, like just, just madness. You open, you open it, it's yeah. just like Mulder wrote in it like with his finger in fecal yeah. matter. It's just like, a fever dream uh, of a child. It's yeah. like a little skull. I'm hungry. Is this poop? Did you write this in poop? Because I yeah. can't turn in your poop report. Yeah. Um, I thought the portion with the crayon was going to be the worst, well, but so then this is poop. This is poop. So yeah. I think this is, I'm going to put this where it goes. I don't think we're going to turn this in. No. Um, there's a cool part, I think, where, where Mulder has to choose between like following the truth or going after Scully. Mm -hmm. He chooses Scully, which is he, what he, he should do, do. But you could tell. That's because that he knows that the truth is not out there. He's, he knows the truth. No, guys, I'm sorry. Let's just blow up the underlying premise of the show. The truth is not out there because every time he gets close to the truth, it, goes it gets shot in the face by Mr. X. Yes. So might as well go save your, you're only going to have one partner. Go yes. save your partner. There's always yeah. going to be aliens. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is true. Like, he never, ever figures anything never out. Does. Never really finds anything out. No. But I think that's what the appeal of the show is. I feel like too much of sci-fi now over-explains stuff. Mm -hmm. like, I think that's true. It's all of There's origin no stories. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we know Anakin. We mm -hmm. know Darth Vader's origin story. We know everybody's origin story. It's right. like, nah, it should be a little bit of mystery because the explanation is never going to be as interesting as whatever you have in your head. That is true. That is true. And I think humanized, like, well, we, I mean, Darth Vader was humanized, obviously, in the first, in, in yes. four, five, and six. Sure. But, but he was still a monster to you, right? And then when you kind of right. meet him as a child, like he ceases to be a monster. And yeah, yeah, that was that, it. Did kind of like undermine, like right. that 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 he was this kind of like nebulous cloud of evil, right? Could you by looking in your face. Well, for me, Halloween is a because the original Halloween movies, it's you like this guy. Right. You never, it, you yeah. never see it. Yeah, yeah. You but, never know. but but then the new movies, it's Halloween. He's a little kid and he's hanging out with his grandfather and right. stuff. So it's like, right. Right. I, I don't need to see that. What did I? Did I? Yeah, all those movies. Everyone always gets caught in a bit, bits, and I'm not a fan. Friday the Thirteenth is like that too, right? But like, we finally kind of figure out how he grew up in his house, and his mom abused him, and the bathtub was full of again poop. I think. <laughs> comes back to poop. Just a poop bathtub. Poop is just. By the way, did you watch thing. Last Man on Earth? No, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it, but I heard show. it's amazing. I heard it's amazing. You he's just, amazing. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 a great show. And okay. I would say to people who are fans of X-Files, mm -hmm. I think you'd like it because it is a comedy, but it's a very high concept, mm -hmm. high premise, sci-fi mm -hmm. comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Because it's post-apocalyptic, so there's some Super post-apocalyptic yeah. to the point where the f it's, I don't want to ruin anything, but it's so good. Is it good? It's so Done. funny and so dark and weird and cool. Because he's like, what, what would you do if there's only one person left on Earth? Just a lot of drugs and alcohol, which is kind of what he does. Well, because here's the thing. That's what you would do because there's no point. There's no point. So, it, it, like, we were talking about what you would do if you are being a vampire is that you, get, you know, get drunk and fuck a lot of people and yeah. kill a lot of people, right? Well, so you can't kill anybody because there's no one around. Yeah. You can't fuck anybody there's no one around. So the only thing you do is just get wasted That's right. and wreck shit. That's what you do. You just drive things into buildings oh my and God. like blow things up and set things he on fire that. and be drunk all day long. Because in 
in the end, you're probably going to perish, right? Yeah. And then, well, I don't want to give it away, but like if you finally meet somebody, the the big whore, the big here's the big horrifying because you might start looking for people at some point because you you know either you're going to kill yourself or you feel like well I might as well see if there's somebody here before yeah. I, I check out. But like let's say you look for somebody and then like it's a you know I, look. I, if you're gay, that's great if you meet another guy, but you're not going to be perpetuating the race. So, I mean, like, you're not going to make any more humans if you meet right. another guy. Or if I went around and I found another girl, it'd be great to have company. But again, yeah. I'm not making any babies with this person. Right. So you're hoping for somebody of the opposite sex, regardless of sexual orientation, just so that you might be able to continue right. humanity. But what if the person that you meet, you hate? Yeah. That would be the worst. That's what this show yeah, is. Yeah, right? Like, you meet somebody and you're like, you're just hoping for, yeah. you're hoping for like a five out of 10 on the likability scale, yes. right? Yeah. They just don't get along. Yeah. They right? just hate And, and then they just, you've got to manufacture kindness for someone because they're the only other person around. Well, this is the other question. If they want to repopulate the other, it's just a guy and a girl. At some point, the brother and sister are going to have to fuck? That's, it's going to be a really inbred, it's not, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to no, be great. No, it's not going to work. Because it's some, it's going to take a while until you have to, you just have to be making babies like, like a, like a Mormon too. Like you have to make a lot have to of them. And it's going to be like, well, the oldest brother oh, and the youngest no, sister. Oh no, now it's like, what's his name from, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Craster's keep in in, oh, uh, sure. in the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones, right? Where you're yeah. just like making babies, and then because then essentially that you'd have to like try to make a baby with your baby. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? Because that would be the only way to get a new genetic right. variety, right? And, uh, listen, oh god, Ooh. brutal, brutal. Ooh, we set ourselves um, down that little yeah. rabbit hole. Well, I feel ready. like that's a good place to end. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just sort of incest. We started with brother sister, ended up with father daughter. Father daughter incest. incest would yeah. you think like all incest is bad? But I would feel like maybe that's worse. But the father, yeah, I think parent father child incest way worse than sibling incest. Yes, way worse than sibling incest. Yes, by far. Not that sibling incest is, is, is We're great. not endorsing sibling. We're Speaking not saying of sibling it's great. incest. I didn't know how I was going to be able to work this into the conversation, but this recommending Thank TV you. shows. Very excited. I just watched this show called Billy and Billy. It's on Directv. It, Neil and it, now if you hear a, a, a romantic comedy Billy and Billy on Directv. TV, you think this is like some soft, like, you know, like free cable junk. Neil Butte wrote it. Oh, wow. And it is so fucking funny. And it's Adam Brody and this other girl's name is on my head because I can't remember anything. Um, and But they are siblings who start a relationship. What? And it's so amazing. Are they like step siblings? They're step siblings. But. Like they That's grew really up cool. in the same house. It's so it's crazy That's good. Cool. It's crazy. Oh my There's God. no sci-fi. It has no relation to X Files. But on the topic of incest, yeah, it is about two step a stepbrother and stepsister who starts. Sc- I'm starts pretty sure this is the first time this podcast has had the phrase on the topic of incest. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the home and also, episode. And also pitched so glibly. Well, on the topic but, of incest, I mean, you know, there's a really lovely light comedy on television right now. We covered three to four different aspects of incest. We here. did. We it, really it was, did. We kind of we, spread it around. We, we, we covered it comprehensively. Um, thank you so I'm much for doing sorry, this, Aisha. No, oh, was, your mom's not listening to this. No, of course she's not. Uh, thank <laughs> I'm you so much tell for her this. not to uh, if she tries. Um, plug your stuff. Oh, Archer my stuff. is on. Uh, Archer season six is on right now on uh, on FX uh, Thursday nights at ten o'clock. Super it's funny and show. I, I, it's a good season, and if you haven't seen Camille's episode, go back and watch it. It's pretty great. Watch the whole season, but you killed it. You were great. Watch the whole show. It's great. I love it. And you can watch me every day on the talk on cbs and you can watch these lines in any way starting again i think april 17th on cw season three holy shit girl on guy you can listen to my podcast girl on guy um just by going to aishatyler.com or girl you can also listen to camille on my show well he was very funny and lovely that was really fun that was a really fun time yeah. that was a really good conversation we by right the way here. and yeah. we were right here and it was both funny and uh thoughtful Oh yeah, I thought it was a really good. Conversation. I remember it was after something big that had happened. Something big had happened. Something big and yeah, bad. Had something happened. big and bad had happened in the world, it. and we were talking about it on the show. We, yeah, Camille's really smart. I don't know if you know. Oh. I mean, I, I know you can't tell, but listening to any of the shows <laughs> he does, but on my show is very smart. And uh, there's something else probably, but I can't think of what it is. I so, think yeah, that's, that's those a are all lot. That's plenty, right? I'm wow. a bloody bastard. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you so much. Aisha. Yay! The truth is not out there. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, Mulder. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, again, March 8th, cinefamily.org. I'm hosting The Descent, very scary British horror movie. Uh, come watch, say hi to me. Um, oh, the other thing I should mention is, um, it seems like there's a chance that on April 1st, X-Files is gonna be leaving Netflix. Um, that's where it's listed. If you go see The X-Files on Netflix, it's gonna say it expires on April 1st. So, Start tweeting at Netflix, tell them you want to keep the X-Files. Um, 
yeah uh i think that's a way that a lot of people watch the show a lot of people watch it on hulu a lot of people watch it on amazon prime but i know a lot of people watch it on netflix so please tweet at netflix tell them that you want to keep the show on and you know maybe someone hears something i don't know can't hurt have a good one have a good one. that just felt very unnatural anyway goodbye Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jeremiah. And we are hosting a new comedy writing podcast called Fish Out of Water on Boardwalk Audio. Each week we invite a new guest to talk to us about writing for television, movies, the internet, and live theater. It's going to be fun, exciting, and invigorating. That's our Fish Out of Water guarantee. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at F-O-O-W-Pod. Yay! Yay!